0: What's going on, everybody? This is Jerome Moore, host and creator of Deep Dish Conversations. And firstly, I want to say thank you for all of support and Thank you for exploring the perspectives of social change with me on this platform. I want to encourage you all to like, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube and on your favorite podcast listening platform. And make sure you give us a five-star rating if you're loving the Deep Dish Conversations. I appreciate all of the support again. I hope you all enjoy this episode. This is Deep Dish Conversations, a series in which I, Jerome Moore, sits down with prominent figures in Nashville, Tennessee to talk about social issues over amazing deep dish pizza. Deep dish conversations models how to have conversations about deep issues around racism, housing, policing, poverty, and more. Plus you will get an idea for where to get your next slice of pizza from. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy deep dish conversations. What's going on, everybody? This is Jerome Moore, your host of Deep Dish Conversations, and we have another amazing guest and another amazing episode. But this, you know, I always say all of our guests are amazing, but I think we need to put an exclamation, a couple exclamation points around amazing for this particular episode. We have former Nashville Mayor Bill Parcell, the fifth mayor actually elected um, here in Nashville from '99 to 2007. So during my adolescence years here, uh, I probably met Bill. Because uh, he's visited every school twice during your, your term, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, th- three times, actually. Three, three
0: times, so yeah. I don't know. How many, like, so, how many visits is that? 400 uh, or something? 550.
1: 550 school
0: visits. Were you? Were, so, what, how did you accomplish that? How does that, how do you, how does.
1: Well, I mean, it's like everything else in life. If it's important mm-hmm. and you're committed to it, you get it done. And I had promised as a candidate to visit every school. Because uh, if it's important, you're there, you're right. you're in it. Uh, that's for you, but it's also for them. Right. Uh, and having done that one visit in my first year, uh, I concluded I, it was important for me to keep showing up, being there, right. walking around. Not just for me, which was important to see right. how things were going, but frankly for the people there, right. especially the students right. who maybe never would have seen a mayor otherwise or had right. any sense that somebody in the center of the city cared about them and what was going on. So right. that's how it got started. It just kept going. And it's among the, uh, the most satisfying and I, I think important things that I did as mayor and maybe ever. We got the pizza coming out. Well, that's, of course, exactly, <laughs> exactly what I was hoping. Uh, it's, uh, this is, I, I've not had this pizza. And uh, I've also, uh, uh, this is a, a very special time of the day for pizza. Exactly especially pizza this thick yeah deep dish absolutely
0: and so what we have here is uh pepperoni uh and spinach margarita and so you can have your choosing of either one of those and definitely interesting to hear your thoughts they're gonna bring out some plates and stuff but uh yeah this is
1: well we'll see how that goes yeah (laughs) i've never eaten pizza on television i've eaten several things (laughs) hot chicken most recently during the during the hot chicken festival but i uh Pizza I've never eaten on live television, or tape television, or right. let's we'll, we'll just see. I assume that if it gets terribly sloppy, you can edit it out. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can definitely edit if, it. If it. Maybe, if, maybe. If, we, if it would upset people at home, You I know, mean. You know,
0: bloopers, you know. Give us your first bite, your first impression. All right,
1: I will. I will. You told me they've been here about, what, two Co- years? Yeah, two now? years, maybe. yeah. It's good. <laughs> Spicy.
0: Yeah. It's a good pizza. Yeah, sometimes you know you got to dig in there with the fork, like I'm doing. Well, you don't cut it right.
1: It, uh, well, it, <laughs> it has the advantages. i kept cutting down on the possibility of, of uh, a technicolor, salute, you know, outcome.
0: Why you chomping down on that? Mm-hmm. I wanna. I was amazed when I when I went through, kind of some of your executive orders that you did as mm-hmm. as mayor. And again, growing up here as an adolescent, you know, we don't pay attention to politics. I'm just being a kid, right? All right. Okay. But these are some of the things. That, I, that, I'm, that I'm into now or I've heard of, been a part of in meetings as a community organizer in community development. And so I just want to read through some of these that uh, some of our uh, listeners and viewers may not know um, were established by your office, by you. Um, the creation of Mayor's Office in Economic Community Development, establishment of Mayor's Youth Council, which is a big one, another big one, creation of the Mayor's Office of Neighborhoods, um, Ethics, conflicts of interest, and acceptance of gifts on the part of employees of uh, metropolitan government. Uh, let, let me get, you got, it. this is so, so many lists. Mayor's Citizen Corpse Council. Creation of the Metro Emergency Radio Management Committee. Criminal Justice Planning Advisory Board. Is, so, is, this, is, this, is, this, is this something that you wish you would have established that you didn't get to, to establish during your tenure?
1: That, that's a very good question. Uh, th- there is no question any mayor, after eight years in office, mm-hmm. uh, has things that they wish they had either done more of or completed. Right. Uh, but what you come to realize is, it is a, it's a constant work in progress. Uh, you, can, uh, you can focus, as I did, on schools, right. uh, but that doesn't, uh, that do- that's not the work of a year right. or, or a term. Right. or eight years right. I mean, that is that's just a constant effort and the minute the city takes its eye off that effort is the minute you start to slip back right. uh so in 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 general i would say i was able to to at least begin work and hopefully move the city forward in the areas that i had uh, campaigned on and, right. and came to know uh, were critical and essential to us right but uh, uh there's always more and and looking backwards we had planned for flooding Mm-hmm. But we didn't have a sense that there'd be a thousand-year flood in 2010. Right. There are things that you plan for and think about. Uh, and then there are other things that, that, that simply, uh, you know, we, we, again, we're ready for emergency management. Right. It matters. But here comes another tornado. Right. Uh, not something we had expected 22 years after the last time we would had that. Right. So you do your best to foresee everything that you can foresee. You work on the things that are in front of you. And I was blessed and and. Uh, supported in working on the things that I thought were most important, and, and many of which continue to be at the top of the list for Nashville.
0: I want to, it's another interesting thing that I've, I found during your administration is that you increased the education budget by like 50%. Um, and education in budget is always, right. especially just because we just had a, uh, this, the, the budget cycle just passed sure. here. Um it just amazes me that you put, I think it was like $150 million or something like that I had read, uh, but I know for sure for like 50% increase. Uh, why was education so important to you then? And I guess, why maybe haven't we continued that investment in education in the budget here in Nashville?
1: Well, you started this conversation <laughs> this morning with education, and, and I'm glad to get back to it yeah. right now. Um, I campaigned for the uh, office of mayor saying uh, that education was the most important thing we did, mm-hmm. always had been and always would be. And I came into office uh, believing that and realizing that if that was going to be uh, if that was gonna become part of who we are as a city, right. that it was, it was, the mayor had the strongest platform to, to make that case. So you, the, f- the first thing you do, uh, I, I think, uh, is make sure you say it every time you can and make the case every time you can mm-hmm. so that when the moment comes and it's time for investment, that investment is there, your city council supports you, your voters support that notion. Right. Uh, and so from the day I walked in the door of that courthouse, Till the day I left, anytime I could, I said just what I said a moment ago. Education right. is the most important thing we do, always was, and always will be. Right. And that means operating budgets. That means capital budgets. Mm-hmm. That means making sure that, that those school buildings are places that you want to be. Right. Uh, there is no way that if the air conditioning didn't work in this restaurant right. on this day, that right. people would have pizza. I don't care how much they love pizza, I don't right. care how desperate they are for pizza, I don't right. care. When it's, when it's 95 degrees inside this restaurant, right. uh, people aren't gonna come and the health department's gonna close them down. Right. Uh, but we had, to some degree, uh, lost track of the fact that th- these are the places where our, our kids do their business, which is learning. This is right. the place where our teachers do their business, which is teaching right. and helping. So you, 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 make that, you make that commitment as a person, but then you try to bring the city along and, and hope that you lock that notion in. So for eight years, uh, we did, uh, year after year, uh, increase uh, both operating and capital investment. Again, most important thing you do ought to be the largest part of your commitment as a city. And I will say, in, in, uh, in, frankly, in, in looking back, that since that time, every candidate for mayor who was successful uh, has said, again, almost in exactly the same way, education is the most important thing that we do. Uh, Part of what happened here, obviously, was the Great Recession in 2007, 2008, and nine. That caused a great decrease in revenue. Uh, Then a period of time in which uh, uh, we didn't uh, uh, seek new revenue in the city. But I I will say that uh, I'm encouraged today uh, because in this last year, when the city council and the mayor, John Cooper, found and obtained more revenue Mm -hmm. Uh, they said at the beginning of the process and they showed in the budget that they believed again that education was the most important thing and they showed it with those budget numbers so i guess what i'm i I finished by saying i'm hopeful and and optimistic that we're at a point now where that investment and and you if i remember you started out at king's lane yeah elementary yeah Yeah. Uh, and and so uh, you know king's lane is not at the center but King's Lane is at the center of your life and your right. world and where you work. Right. Choose, your, choose your elementary school on the far corners of this, of this city. Right. They ought to be cool in the summer and warm in the winter, and the right. roof's got to work. And it ought to be a place where kids walk in and parents walk in and teachers right. walk in and say, this is important, and people mean it, because look at it. Right. Uh, it's, it's, so. Uh, that's where I came from. That's where I've been, and that's hopefully where we are as a city.
0: Another interesting thing that I figured out, okay, <laughs> all research, all top-notch investigation, um, is your your push for affordable housing. And it's amazing as I'm doing my research on all of the things that you implemented here in Nashville and your work during your tenure. A lot of these things are kind of reflecting today, or yeah. uh, very current, right? Very trendy topics, education, right. especially here in Nashville, specifically in housing, right? Um and I found it kind of ironic that you know you was able to implement around twenty six thousand affordable housing units here during your tenure, and that's almost close to the number that we right. need or I think we'd like thirty thirty one thousand that's right um housing units we need to just the like i think the minimum uh to kind of put a band aid somewhat of a band aid over the affordable housing crisis here in nashville um What's which, which your, I know you're, the, you're sitting on the chair now, uh, you're the chair of the uh, MDHA, the Metropolitan Development of Housing Authority. Um, so, what,
1: so what can we, what, what's going on with that? Right. Well, to begin where, where, where you start, <laughs> yeah. right? So 20 years ago, uh, I, I acknowledge, I think most people would, that the issue of affordable housing was not front of mind for most of the city mm-hmm. and honestly for most cities in America. Uh, it just was not one of those issues that, 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 that came uh, you know, first in, in the minds of s- Chambers of Commerce, community organizations, yeah. neighborhoods. It wasn't there. But what happened at that time, and, and to some extent for me, I was lucky uh, and, and really blessed to have as a friend the mayor of Boston, a fellow named Tom Menino, who'd been doing it a long time. And early in my time as mayor, literally within weeks, he said, uh, affordable housing, is the critical challenge in Boston and in every city of America. If you don't have housing, people won't come. If you don't have housing, people can't stay. Right. And it's got to be housing they can afford. And it registered with me uh, very quickly. Uh, I came back into town and to be uh, to, to give credit our some of our social organizations, including, uh, including our Rotarians and Kiwanis, the, the groups that have been to some degree throughout our history uh, interested uh, in, in, in these kinds of issues had early data on that. Uh, so uh, to make sure that we stayed focused, I established the first ever mayor's office of affordable housing, right. uh, concluding that somebody had to get up every morning and go to bed every night thinking, the, the thing I needed, we, we gotta fix this. We gotta be sure it's, it's doable. And so for the next seven years, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we incentivized the creation of new affordable housing units We incentivized uh, right near here uh, and all around the downtown, the creation of uh, not just new housing. uh, And by the way, Nashville, Tennessee was more successful, I think, than any other city over the course of the previous decades in moving people out of the city. Uh, But when I became mayor in 1999, there were 900 people, count them, you could have 900 people living in the core of downtown. There's over 15,000 people in that same core now. (laughs) But at that time, we had aggressively zoned and moved and arranged for people to live, pushed people to live other places. So as we began to encourage housing here, we said, we want all kinds of housing, but we want to make sure a percentage of it, at least 20% of it's affordable. So we incentivized that affordable housing. And then we did something I think that is still, there's still more to be done on. We said, rehabilitating and preserving the housing you have is the quickest and easiest thing in many ways to do. You have a person, an elderly person on a fixed income, been in a house all their lives. Right. Well, the roof in, is in right, or it's leaking, or the porch is in difficulty. Right. They're immediately at risk of losing that house to codes or just simply to collapse. What do we do? Well, we can fix that. Right. Uh, we can, or nonprofits can, faith community can, Brady Banks, I know a mentor to you and a right. friend to, to me um, is someone who was early on that, uh, more than, well, 20 right. years ago for sure. Anyway, we worked at it. We focused on it, and like a lot of things in life, and I think from looking at your bio and your experiences, you know this too. If it's important and you work it and you stay on it and you don't let up from it, you, and, and you're on the right course, right. you have the opportunity to, to change it. So by the end of the, the, the day when I walked out of office, I felt good that we were, work wasn't done. Right. Important stuff never is. But we were on track and would right. have gotten to the goal that we had. And then the Great Recession came. Right. Uh, And then, uh, like many cities, we became concerned about uh, other other things. Uh, And so in this administration of John Cooper, uh, I think there is a renewed commitment. In fact, I'm convinced of that. Uh, I'm convinced of it, again, in the budget because there has been more money appropriated this year than before, whether it's the Barnes Fund and other related funds. Mm -hmm. But from my role now at MDHA as the chair of that board, uh, what I see uh, is the opportunity and, in fact, the, the, the desire in the courthouse, in MDHA, in the larger city, in the city council. There is, a, there is an understanding about what you said about the, the gap. Right. There is a belief that the gap is, is a risk to us as a city. It's a risk to everyone in the city, especially people who need that housing. Right. And so I think in this area, again, too, we're at a, we're at a new and, and really important point. All right. uh, and, and so it's not uh, absolutely breaking news, but it hasn't been yet broken in the, in the Tennessee. And MDHA just uh, this week uh, hired uh, a new executive director, a man named Troy White, who I hope you'll have on this program. Uh, Troy uh, has been previously the, the chief operating officer in the city of Atlanta okay. chief for housing, the chief operating officer for housing in Charlotte. He's run housing agencies in the Northeast. He's covered the territory. He has experience, but he also has a heart for the work. And I think you'll find that with his leadership there in collaboration with the mayor's office and, and uh, the city council, as well as the nonprofits in the space, mm-hmm. that we can get back on that same trajectory again. Right. Uh, and I'll just I'll affirm what you said at the top. Right. If we don't, if we don't, it's not solvent. It, it's meet this need. Right then then we we are we will be challenged as a city in fact i'll say something stronger we won't be successful as a city right. if we can't have a city where teachers and librarians and right. and um, uh, firefighters right in terms of the, that sort of core metro employees right and everybody else from the people who work here right to the people who just came in with the largest corporation that we just recruited from who knows where right. if they can't find a place to live if they don't find this a place where they can be right. we will not succeed Right. we will fail and that's uh, I hope now something we share uh, you said it you're right and we can and we will do better
0: growing up here you know I never looked at housing <laughs> it's just you know because I've always been here right until it's just Nashville started growing you know 10 years ago 15 years ago you see because i'm in my bubble right i'm in north i'm in my mm-hmm. little bubble sure, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, well you're a, a little, little person crazy. for right, a lot right. of them right, right. <laughs>
1: i'm in my bubble right.
0: and so um i just a lot of things then i just didn't i didn't i just wasn't aware of right and housing was one of those things uh the affordability the housing and so as na as Nashville's keep growing, you said something, you know, we won't be able to keep people, but it seems like people just keep coming to Nashville. Um, and it's the ones that have been here um uh, that are seem to be suffering mm. um when it comes to affordable housing or gentrification, right? The That's G true. word, right? right? Gentrification. Um how can how can community, how can administrations, how can we put a plug in that where we have this new Nashville versus old Nashville, and we have It City, right? Right. And it seemed like, in my opinion, the it is for more for the newer Nashville units coming in with these bigger corporations, possibly, or, you know, moving from California to New York, but can afford the cost of living in Nashville. I understand. Um, how, can we, how can we get, in your best opinion, that old and new Nashville to coexist uh, equally equitably right. uh, in, 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 in our socioeconomic economic that we live in.
1: And that is the, the, the big and great and important challenge right. of our time. The, the, the core work of the city is ongoing forever. Right. Education, safety, quality right. of life, uh, but the, the issue that you've just addressed is the issue that is front of mind for anyone who is thinking about public policy the great concern we have now. I think whether you're in the city government, I, I am confident, and we want, I want to talk about that in a moment, at yeah. the federal government now, yeah. <clears throat> there, is a, there is an understanding about this that has not been present for a while. Uh, and the answer is, who should it be for? It should be for everybody. Right. Who should being the it city or the place to be and all the, all the, not just the glory, but the good things that come with having uh, these, these opportunities and benefits should be shared by everyone. And there's every reason for the people who were here. So why did people come? It wasn't because of the next building we were going to build. It's because right. of who was here and what right. they were doing. And that's all of us. Right. So how do you, and, the, and your question is just right, how do you be sure and what can you do to, to A, uh, make it possible for people who want to remain and be part of this to do so? Mm-hmm. And then ultimately as, the, as, the, as boats rise, all boats rise in, 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 a, in a way that, that is right for the city and the people who live here. So on that gentrification issue, and, and it's bedeviling successful cities you know, from one side of the country to the other. You can look at places like San Francisco and New York, Chicago, right. where the numbers are even more stunning than the numbers we see here, right. both in terms of the wealth gap, income gap, and also in terms of housing and housing prices. Right. I, I, you know, I, I think you and I would be hard-pressed if we put it you know all that we have and and, and your videographer Joshua and I don't know everyone, we would be hard pressed for us to 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 find a place in San Francisco oh, yeah. just i yeah. i i am not the saying it's impossible well that's right but under <laughs> what we got now we wouldn't make it all right with uh, Stephen we, we, Curry. I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think and that's me after a lifetime right. of work I think it'd be hard it'd be hard uh, for us to find that and there's a challenge that I want to just hold up for a moment uh, and that is that uh, in neighborhoods that are gentrifying, there are some people who want to stay mm-hmm. right where they are. Mm-hmm. And then there are other people who have been waiting through decades of, decades of over, being overlooked mm-hmm. and under-supported and under-invested. And now, for them, there, there is a feeling of, I ought to be able – it's my time. Right. It's my turn. I've, I've, I've hung in there. I, I've, I've done everything I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But now I'm ready because it's my turn right. uh, for to, to receive the benefits of that increased investment. Right. So on the one hand, you don't want to discourage people who have have really, again, been there right. uh, through, through thick, thin, tough, dangerous, bad schools and the like, right. and now all of a sudden their property is appreciated. They ought to have the ability to, right. to, to obtain the, the value that is theirs. Right. At the same time, the people that are there and say, you know I've been here all this time right and I don't want to lose my house to taxes right I don't want to lose my ta- my, ta- my house my home my neighborhood to uh, uh, to some action imminent domain some taking for those people who want to stay uh, again back from my experience before we, we should move aggressively to make sure they have what they need in order to uh, to do just that, mm-hmm. to fix the roof, to fix the gutters, to fix the right. porch, to do the things that they may not be able to do, especially right. as costs of, you know, right now, right. getting a carpenter, getting getting right. wood.
0: And I think, I think that was highlighted even more when the tornado hit on March 3rd. I
2: think you're right.
0: Um, especially in, um, specifically in um, black communities, people of color communities in North Nashville, yep. where... Yep. Historically, it's kind of been underserved, overpassed, overlooked. And when that tornado hit, it's like, oh, shit, we have a problem <laughs> that's always been here. Now you have, what well, they was calling them um, like investor predators trying to buy people's homes who maybe um, couldn't afford the copayment for right. insurance right. or maybe didn't have insurance or was renters right. and didn't have nowhere to go and things like that. So... Everything that you're hitting on that you're talking about, it's, 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 it's always been relevant. But unfortunately, like COVID-19, in most cases, it took something extraordinary to bring it to the forefront and wake people up like, oh, snap. Like, this is the this right. actual problem.
1: Yeah. And, and there's no question. Uh, if you had insurance uh, and the tornado was in East Nashville, it's not simple. Right. Insurance companies are not always quick. Right. Uh, there's not always agreement. Right. Uh, frankly, it was hard after that to get people to come in and do the work. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't have insurance or if you didn't have support, that, the, the kind of support that, that the average person needs just to yeah. navigate the whole process. Right. of reconstru You know, you're, you're 60 plus years old, 70 plus years old, right. 80 plus years old. Right. You know, uh, and you're up against all of that. Right. Uh, there is no question that that's that back to what do you need to do? You, so you right. sustain people where they are and you mm-hmm. do everything you can to, to make that possible. I think you can, in the case of particularly where where tax rates are the pressure mm-hmm. they can be right your, your your house is reappraised. right you were in a twenty seven thousand dollar house and now you're in a two hundred and seventy five thousand dollar house and your right. taxes have increased. Right. There are programs that uh, that uh, at least one of which I established as mayor called tax deferral. Uh, there are also tax relief programs that we've had for some time. there are opportunities in looking at those programs and changing them so that and a tax deferral is a pretty simple, straightforward program. Mm-hmm. You are 70 years old. Right. Uh, you might be in that house another 20 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The taxes have gone up. You can defer those taxes. Right. Why did they go up? They went up because the house's value went up. Right. So now you can defer those taxes right. as, a, as a receivable against the ultimate sale of your house. Right. So that you still have much of the upside in terms mm-hmm. of the value growth. But at the same time, at the other end of the pipeline, those taxes are paid, but, but you're gone right uh one way or another you've either moved or, or or god took you so in that case um i there are programs that we can do and and can expand uh to address that kind of thing but you at the right. core of what you're saying is how does the the community right and i think this is the space you work in every day right. when you're when you're not having pizza with me right <laughs> you know it's trying to it's trying to bring community together say how do we support sustain help Sometimes it's the city. Sometimes right. it's a non-profit, not-for-profit. Sometimes it's just it's the community itself. neighborhood they right. c- coming together and saying we're going to th- th- this is wrong.
2: Right.
1: Uh, and this can be better and we can change this and we can help them. And we need to do that. Right. It, it is at the end of the day, and I think uh, I'm just saying what you know. Right. Um, it's it's all of our work. It's all of our obligation. And that begins with the city of Nashville. Realizing there's a need and, and addressing it.
0: What's going on, everybody? This is your host and creator of Deep Dish Conversation, Jerome Moore. And I know you're enjoying this episode that you're watching currently. Make sure you hit that notification button and hit subscribe so you won't miss any of these amazing episodes. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for all the love and support. And continue watching the episode. I'll holler. When we talk about housing, a lot of times I hear this conversation, especially when you're talking about the property tax of, uh, of older individuals. Yeah. Um, well, somebody like myself that's 31 be able to afford a house in Nashville or be able to get a house, be able to get a get a mortgage loan because the prices are crazy now mm. in five to 10 years. What does that look like for me? <laughs>
1: right. Well, that's, a, that's, I mean, I think it, 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 I, I take that as a question for uh-huh. everybody that looks right. like you and everybody right. who will come here. Right. And the answer is if we don't get a handle on it again, mm-hmm. It won't look good at all. I'm going to come stay with you. Yeah, you got extra yeah, well, room. Well, <laughs> that's, that's an interesting question because that's one of the things that people are pushing is the notion of uh, additional units right. uh, in the back of houses and the like trying to increase the overall housing stock. If we do this right, if we address it, if we have the right mix right. of market rate and affordable and, 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 frankly, subsidized housing for people who – whether they're they're disabled, their age, whatever it is, yeah, we've been there, we've seen it, we've addressed it in the past. We absolutely can address this. But it's like other things. We look away. We don't focus on it. Then, like some other cities in the world, you could look up and find that you're no longer a place that people can afford to live. What happens from that? Well, all of a sudden, lots of things happen. Right. Uh, all kind of people that are working in your city aren't living in your city. Right. They're living in the next county. They're living a long way away. What, how do you see that right now? At the end of, during COVID, people began working from home. Right. Now it's time to come back to work in the offices. There's a whole lot of people, many of whom work near and around me, who are saying, you know, actually, I don't want to drive an hour right. each way. There are a lot of other people who simply can't afford to drive an hour each way or drive across a whole city. If we're going to be successful, there has to be a place uh, for people to live and for their families to be. And they have to be places, again, with good schools available. They have to be safe. And it has to be a quality of life that's shared. Circling back to the big question you asked before, the the benefits of life in Nashville Mm -hmm. have to be available to everybody or once again we will not succeed, Right. Uh, and w- and when people look up and realize that those things are not available to them, they will either not come or they won't stay if they have any choice at all, uh, and that is that is not the recipe for a successful city, right. morally or economically.
0: I'm gonna switch topics a little bit to something that's just as prevalent here in Nashville, which is policing, and I know during your administration you put together the uh, Criminal Justice Planning Advisory Board, right. um, it's been a lot of tensions around policing over the last two, three years. Absolutely. Uh, more so, I think than, than in, in recent times, right? Than yeah. I can remember for my age. Right. Um, what are your thoughts when you hear words like uh, "defund the police," "reimagining policing," uh, "taking money away from the police department"? I guess specifically here in, with MNPD in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are some some things that maybe you've thought about, or even did during your administration sure. around policing um, that that you felt benefit, or what are some things that we can do that, that that could benefit around policing? Sure.
1: And and look, I, those images from Minneapolis.
0: Mm, yeah, George Floyd. What
1: happened to George Floyd? helped people see something that others had seen but they never had and as we began to look at uh, there's nothing similar but other occasions when when death resulted Mm -hmm. uh, it all of that has caused and you're right uh, many people maybe most people to suddenly begin thinking about their safety Mm -hmm. so you've asked about the future let's go back to the to the past when I ran for office 20 years ago, the thing that what I, I was convinced of and said again repeatedly is the whole city has to be safe. Everybody has to be safe. Right. And, and this, you don't remember this particularly, but I can tell you it was historically true here in most places. People would get up in the morning, open their newspaper, look at the news, and the news would say in West Nashville today or in South Nashville today or in North Nashville today. We're in East Nashville today. And most people who didn't live in one of those places would say, oh, that's not my neighborhood. Right. I'm okay. You know? And there are other people, of course, who put gates around their community or moved to another place that they felt you know, somehow distant from the problems of the world. And they thought, oh, well, something bad happened here, there, or yonder. Right. But that's not me. The core takeaway for me... And you you know I was a public defender for three and a half years right. I was a legal services lawyer for two years. I began my whole career doing representing poor people who who in many cases, had no one else and if the whole city isn't safe, nobody's safe. If it's happening over here, then it's going it, to affect you over here. If not right this minute, then soon or at some point. The whole city has to be safe. Everybody has to feel safe. Right. Everybody should feel safe. And that means safe from crime and certainly safe from, from the, the kinds of things which have so uh, focused our attention mm-hmm. on, on the response of people in public safety or others. What we began doing 20 years ago was a change, and I still think is at the core of what has to happen, and that's community policing. Hmm. And community policing is, again, it, done right, is what I think the space you're in personally, Right. you know? It is about community engagement, community right. organization. It's, it's about police officers having trust and respect of the people that they work with and among and for, And and there being a communication that is, again, in that context of trust and faith. If I tell you about this, you're going to respond in the appropriate way. Um, If all that's there and community policing, all the the data on true community policing done right with real trust, with a police force that is both um, uh, responsive to and, frankly, uh, increasingly looks like, feels like, understands the community in which they are working, that in those cases people are safer you know when I became mayor the the number one statistic and this was true everywhere in the country we'd say how fast did you respond to the burglary right how fast did you get there after the call of the murder it was about response time right and the difference with community policing and with safety thought about this other way is it's not about what happened after the crime it's about what what did you do beforehand. Right. Because what you'd rather it be is there wasn't a burglary. There wasn't a murder. There wasn't anything else. Now back to your the core of your question. And I think there's a general agreement that it really is about leadership and training and trust. Good news in Nashville, I think, is that Chief Drake understands these things. Right. I really do. He comes... You know, I hope, and I've forgotten. You've had folks from his shop here. I don't know if you've interviewed Chief Drake yet or not. Not yet, not yet. Well, you, I've, I've uh, talked to him well, many times. <laughs> so yeah, meetings. Well, you, yeah. you know, his yeah. personal story is a story of a man who understands um, everything you, you've said and everything that is, is, is wrapped up in what you said. Right. Uh, so that the, from that leadership function, I think we have a leader who understands this issue of trust, trust. Um, as well as training mm-hmm. Me, making sure that the reaction is appropriate uh, and that people are treated the same and fairly uh and honestly and honorably across every portion of the city but the last part and this is uh, all of us have to do it but the police you know start is trust right do i trust you the right. blue lights go on do i trust that i'll be treated fairly right. and there's lots of reasons that 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 everyone who will see this know from 10 years ago 20 years ago 100 years ago choose your time where where trust was missing at this moment with the world watching i think and and part of it's because we're paying attention and part of it's because they got more video and more opportunity to see social media absolutely i mean and it's it's, and it's in real time right it's not it's not the trial six months from now it's here's the video what happened last night right here's what we saw and it's not just police video; it's neighborhood right. video; it's right. other kind of video. Right. So all of that makes me believe at this moment in Nashville, with the right leadership, uh, and I, and in the mayor's office, by the way, they have a renewed commitment to this kind of community safety. I think and believe. Uh, certainly, the community oversight board is there. Right. That's that was a you know that was a matter of contention. Right. Uh, I, I don't see that now. No. I think that community oversight board is going to be there in real time, saying. This is what we know. This is what we don't know. This right. is what we need to see. Right. What I'm saying is this is the moment. Uh, and I, I, I have to say it's on several fronts, whether it's education or this issue of equity and and, and, uh, and economic development, but also on safety.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We w- knowing what we know, we do the right stuff now. Right. We ought to get there. Not right. not 100 years from now, not 20 years from now, but, you know, soon. Right. Uh, we don't do it right. Uh, well, that's not an option right it's just not an option we got to get it right and and so i think more focus on people neighborhoods neighborhood organization all the things you're doing now right that that helps us more focus as the chief is doing on the training of and the recruitment of and that's a hard thing right now right. I, I don't you may have seen the reports out of chicago we don't yet know really what's happening there right but the numbers are bad and and um and the police department uh, is uh, struggling. Uh, and, and the community is struggling to know what to do with and about the police department. Right. And that's not, again, that's not where we wanna be as a city or as people in a city. Right. So I, I think it's the right question to ask. You gotta keep asking it. People have to stay focused on it. And, and, and support this chief who I think is it's not just his heart, his head both are in the right place mm-hmm. on these issues. But it's going to take um, the resources and the support of the of the of the city to, for him to get there. Right.
0: Whew. That was a lot.
1: <laughs> well, well, it's, well. It's, I mean, well, I mean, it's a life and death matter. Yeah. And yeah. it's and it and it's not. It, it's a life and death in, in reality. And it's and it's the life of the city. Right. If it's if it's not safe, and and I don't I mean in all those words you used before right. what people say. Right. Nobody, nobody wants us to be unsafe.
2: Right.
1: Nobody wants to be unsafe. Right. You got a home. Let's say. Let's say everything's working fine. You got a job. You got a home. Wait. Well, if your family, if your kids aren't safe, if your if your grandkids aren't safe, if your spouse, your own parents aren't safe. Right. Well, you you know, you can't live like that. Right. Uh, and so. There's nobody saying let's make us less safe. Right. The debate is about how to make us safe. yeah, safe. Mm-hmm. In a in a in a. What an, are the
0: best practices? Yeah, doing in
1: an in an honest way across board. The 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 people who have used um, some of the words that you used. At the core of it, more mental health services. Yes. Right. More social services, and and yes. Right. Uh, more more immediate attention uh, to problems of drugs, alcohol, and the like. Yes. The things that we know is no. There's no huge mystery about. About uh, much of what has contributed for as long as we've been watching right. uh, to, uh, to crime in our community. So all those things I, I think there's agreement about. So rather than sort of battle around the words, mm-hmm. maybe what we, and I think this is where Chief Drake and, John, and Mayor Cooper are, let's, let's work to where, where, do we, where do we need to invest right. to, to, to get what we all want.
0: Right. If you were mayor today, present day 2021 ah 2022 is coming soon it is what would be your primary focuses here in nashville
1: i am glad you asked not because i want to imagine being there again <laughs> my wife would be very unhappy with me if i if i if i said that um but I, i'll say this in the way i said it 20 years ago the way i say it in in the class i teach on cities um it's what I believe with all my heart and soul. And it's the one thing that I hope I'm remembered for. The, the challenge of 2021 is the challenge of 2001. It was the challenge of 1901. Mm-hmm. Even when we didn't know it, but now we do. It, education is the most important thing we do. It always was. It always will be. It takes it. Saying that means that's, that's the top of right. the list. And it's now we know better than we did some time ago, which is it's education. You know, from the earliest days of life, right. providing supports to new families and parents right. to providing opportunities so that people can work if they want to and also have their kids be safe at that time. Right. So it's 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 pre-K, it's K, it's 12th, it's it's junior college. If that's where you're headed, it's right. it's college, right. it's graduate school, it's education. So I have a question around education Okay. that I didn't
0: think I was going to touch on, but I'm going to touch on it Okay. because I feel like I have to. When you say education and safety,
2: mm-hmm.
0: a big discussion in the community now is about school resource officers, SROs. Right. And are they needed? Are they necessary for their presence in what they do? And we've had Ca- Captain Carlos Laura. We had Safer right. Schools Nashville who advocates right. um, for a different approach to school safety outside police officers, officers and having uh, different professionals in there. Right. Um, I'm not sure during your tenure if, SRO, if SROs were a thing yet in, in Nashville in school. They were. And, okay, they were. They okay. were.
1: They were. But I, I will tell you how I thought about it then and, and, and why I think the debate about it is so good now. And, we, and, and a, lot of my, a lot of the students that I work with uh, have, have, have raised this issue up, uh, and I think it's worth raising. One of the, When we started – It was, uh, and the program predates me, but I can tell you the notion as I uh, felt comfortable was in a community context, providing protection to the building from outside forces, while at the same time increasing or establishing and increasing the trust within a community between the police officers and the people there. Mm -hmm. What I think we hear around the country anyway, And I I think we can talk about it because this discussion is going on in Chicago, Los Angeles. It's happening in every major city in America. Mm -hmm. What is their purpose? Why are they there? And how does it make students feel? How does it make parents feel? What does it mean in the community? If it were in the context of this is about keeping me safe, so why do we have a school crossing guard? By the way, they work for the police department. Why do we have it to get you safely to school? Right. Nobody's arguing against about getting Exclusion. rid of school crossing guards. Right. And it's good for the community. There's another set of eyes in the, you know watching kids, watching families, looking you know right. there they are. Nobody argues against that, and I and I would be the last one. We're pretty aggressive on that school crossing guard notion because right. kids you know the days when everybody could, everybody's parents could walk their kids to school right. and you know that's those are long ago. Right. So now we're now we're back to the school level. You look at what's happened. There's some awful tragedies that have happened from people from outside coming into schools right and and that that was on people's minds even twenty years ago. So the notion of keeping kids safe from external uh, danger is not anything I think we all disagree about. It's what happens in the context of inside the building and and the debate ongoing now, let me just say. I trust Chief uh, Chief Drake to get us to the right place on that. There the things that I've heard people say, I understand all of it. Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh the idea that you're you're you know inside of a of a locked building. Right. In other places, metal detectors, not here. In other cities totally sealed up almost, you right. know, city blocks like a fortress sitting right. inside the community. That's a place to learn. Right. With patrols in the hallways? No. Right. So it it's it's you're it's the right question it's part and parcel of the other question we just discussed right and I think the main thing here is for the community and the police department to come to the- con- come to the right conclusion and agreement. Nobody disagrees kids have to be safe in school, and we ought to do everything we can to protect them right what's the best way to do that? It could be another force could be someone else, could be other people mm-hmm. um, but no that at the core of it all, I think the problem is those issues I described before right. training and trust right. and, the, and, the, and the feeling of the community about what's occurring within their own community right. and if you address those issues, it may not it may not change the structure it just changes the whole environment and the climate for, for kids and families. but that the, the debate's the right debate to have now because right. clearly, uh there is a it's part and parcel of the of this concern about this relationship between people and their police departments
0: so what does a former mayor do <laughs> after being mayor right. for eight years you know because some people may not know especially like persons like myself who you know you, right you were as our mayor during the you know the, yeah. the the majority part of our, our lives pretty right. much right? right um and so what are you up to now? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I understand. You, yeah. you, you, you know,
1: is is, is this a, is this a good <laughs> is this a good career choice? <laughs> what what are they, what are your options down the road? Should I make that left turn or right turn and, and, and think about being mayor? Uh, uh, for me, uh, and, and let me say in in, in public service, and I, I had an opportunity to serve in the legislature for ten years, and i I've, I've I've had a chance to watch uh, other friends and colleagues, people I've mm-hmm. known, go serve other places. Mayor is. The job for people who care about the things I believe you care about, uh, about making things better for people now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I want, before we leave, I want to comment. I am encouraged for the first time in a long time that the United States Congress and the President of the United States are doing things at the national level to try to lift up uh, the issues we've talked about and right. support people in a way that we haven't always, but if you want to, if you want to make a difference uh, on a, on a, a neighborhood, you're doing one thing, organizing that community. It's a huge, it's a, it's a game changer. It's a, it's a, it's a life changer. You, you're, you're organized. You, you've got things you won't otherwise have, but a mayor can respond to that community in real time and really make a difference. Uh, Since that time, uh, I've gone to. Uh, I, I was asked to come and start a new uh, college at uh, Tennessee State University, and I spent a year. Dr. Johnson recruited me to do that, and I was the interim dean of the College of Public Service. Uh, TSU still has the only uh, PhD in public administration in the state of Tennessee. I recommend it. I commend it maybe to you but certainly to people watching uh down the road i'm, I'm, I'm done i'm I, done with you school know, I'm, I, I'm checked out I, well i'm just saying dr moore has a nice ring to me but you can decide i'm just saying hey, Talk give, to me, you. Hey, give me one of them honorary degrees <laughs> <laughs> of, i want one of those well i got that i don't ha- i don't have them, right, one with me uh i, I went to harvard uh, from mm-hmm. tsu i was recruited to harvard uh to uh to run their institute of politics i, I came home i'm a lawyer uh and so i've practice law, mm-hmm. uh, and, and done what I hope you and everyone watching this program will do, which is try to respond to to, to the, the requests of my community to, to provide service when I could. So I, I do chair now, at the request of the mayor, the, the MDHA board. Uh, I'm involved with um, uh, nonprofits in, in uh, uh, Durham, North Carolina, MDC Incorporated, which is a group much concerned about the issues we're concerned about here today. And... Some other local boards here: the Center for Nonprofit Management in Nashville, uh, and uh, Abe's Garden, uh, the preeminent Alzheimer's facility here in town, uh, and involved in issues of uh, health. I'm I'm uh, chairing the advisory board looking into the response of the city to to the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, as well as frankly uh, the and this will this will. Um, I don't know if it's the right way to finish this program, but for many years I've been involved with the issue of obesity, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and trying to help people understand the effect of obesity on the on on their lives and on the uh, on the community because mm-hmm. I think we haven't always uh, done what we could to to uh, address that issue. So health and education. I teach uh, a co- one course a semester at Vanderbilt now, uh, and uh, and that, that's what I do. Right. Uh, and I I. It, it's It's gratifying, it's satisfying. Mm. Uh, I think one of the challenges for a city is making sure that there's opportunities that we reach out and include everybody as well right. in boards, commissions, nonprofits, the life of the community right uh, and i and i and I want to thank you uh, and uh, and everyone here, frankly, because mm-hmm. I think this is a, this is a program, your effort to reach out and hold up these issues for for people who might not otherwise. Right,
2: right.
1: You right. know, you know, and, and, you know the, the people that are eating pizza at 9.45 in the morning <laughs> just haven't had a chance to hear this right, before. Right, right. And, and I'm very appreciative. They can watch any time, and I know they do. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I, I think this is one of those things, together with the work of community organizers mm-hmm. and community organizations, uh, that has the greatest potential mm-hmm. uh, to change cities and states and nations, and, mm-hmm. and certainly Barack Obama is proof of that.
0: Bill ourselves folks. <laughs> Bill, I really appreciate you um, joining us for this, this lunch, brunch, brunch, lunch, pizza. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and um, as a national native, you know, I really appreciate all the things that you've done um, during my childhood, and my adolescence in, in making schools, um, investing in schools, investing in education because I'm a product of that investment. Um that you did during your administration so i so I appreciate that um appreciate all the visits <laughs> that you made <laughs> and whether I remember them or not I appreciate them <laughs> okay um, but I no, just appreciate you being here taking a, um some time out of your busy uh life um and doing the and still investing in Nashville you know you, that's i think that's that speaks to your character I believe that you know even after you know a long eight years and tiring, I'm pretty sure um it, you know but you enjoyed it but still investing and putting back when you can in Nashville and making sure that it is a city that is equitable for everybody living in it so thank you deep dish conversations thank you uh take the pizza home with you <laughs> share it with your family I will. um and in the five or ten years you know if I can't afford a home I'm- Living with this guy. Mm. <laughs> or, or if you need a lawyer. <laughs> or if I need a lawyer. Right? <laughs> hopefully I don't need no, no, well, right. though. No. But uh appreciate the watchers and listeners for tuning in to another episode of Deep Disc Conversations. Uh we're probably gonna eat the rest of this pizza, maybe right now, and uh we'll see y'all later. All right. Thank you. no, thank you, thank you. That's a wrap.